0: Hello and welcome to episode 176 of NCP. My name is David, and with me for this very special best of 2015 episode, I have the full crew. The entire crew is here. The original flavor, Richard.
1: Ah, oh, yeah, original
0: flavor, baby.
2: Luke, um, you know, it's not like we've gone away or
0: anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I made the full crew in because of Bo Crystal.
3: Hello, everybody,
0: <laughs> and the aforementioned Bo. <laughs>
3: Hey, how's it going? It's going
0: good, man. Thank you very much for uh, moving heaven and earth to be here today. Uh, it's cool. You didn't break any speed speeded laws.
3: I I probably broke at least a few. Yeah.
1: <laughs> look, look, you didn't you, you didn't break the law if you weren't caught breaking that's the exactly
3: law. Exactly right. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, that's true. You know what's funny is I almost took the bus here, which is is a weird story. So like, I'm leaving work and i jump in my car and i realize i'm out of gas and <laughs> i have to decide if it would be faster to catch the bus downtown uh because it's only a couple stops or if i should just go ahead and get gas i went with getting gas but yeah. i was this close to just riding the bus here and then riding the bus back later tonight to get my car <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's dedication <laughs> wow that's crazy <laughs> As I said at the start, for this episode we'll be going through our best and worst of the year of our Lord, 2015 AD. Whose Lord? Our Lord. Our sweet Lord? (laughs) 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 Sorry (laughs) sorry about that. (laughs) That's what I had in my head, but I couldn't verbalise it. Yeah, no, that's right. I I appreciate it. Uh, The subjects will be uh, best, best and worst film, best and worst book, best and worst comic, and that means a single issue or series... Best and worst TV show again, series or episode. Best song slash album. Uh, best best and worst event. And when I mean event, it's something that happened in the world, something that happened to you, something that happened to your neighbour, something that happened to your cat. I don't even care. it's Just something that happened in 2015. Cool. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm being super strict this year. Uh, we're only have we're only allowing, allowing oh. one honourable mention. Okay.
3: one, one honourable mention out of the whole thing.
0: <laughs> for each category for, for,
3: category. Yeah, for, each, for each category, category. <laughs>
0: not the whole thing I'm not okay. I'm not a complete bastard just a, just a mini, mini bastard <laughs> just a little bit of a bastard <laughs> so uh, so, then, so let's get the ball rolling uh, let's go in alphabetical order and we're going to start with Bo oh gosh
3: best,
0: best and worst film
3: best and worst film uh the best film all right, well I'm going to I'm going to say I saw it in 2015. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, <laughs> so I'll say Interstellar is my 2015 movie of the year. Cool. Uh, and worst movie that I saw this year Star Wars? I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um <laughs> Look, uh, there are certain categories I don't have worst for either, so Uh, that's fine. It just means you've had a great year of going to the movies. Just say you don't have one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next is Crystal.
4: Okay. Um, I actually put a lot of effort into tracking down my worst film because I'd <laughs> go back and and uh, look at a list of films that um, came out this year to see if I'd seen any and if wow. I'd actually seen a bad one. Wow! <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> dedication. The best film, on the other hand, was pretty easy. You know, uh, as is tradition with me, it was The Hobbit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and that wouldn't count anyway because we saw it in this, like the day of release. I know, but for every year for the past couple of years, it's always it been The Hobbit. It has been The Hobbit, yeah. Bloody <laughs> Hobbit. Yeah. No, for me, it was um, Star Wars, and for my one and only um, runner-up this year, the, the, the Martian. Oh, awesome, cool. Yeah. Um, and my worst film, um, which i completely forgotten we even attempted to watch this film, it was Black Hat.
0: That was so boring. It was the epitome of boring.
4: We thought, oh, yeah, you know, that, Chris that Hemsworth, really bad. we'll yeah. give it a go. Yeah. I think we got about twenty minutes in.
0: Yeah, it was Chris Hemsworth, so I had to at least give it a go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your man, your man crush on
1: Chris Hemsworth.
0: Yeah, just, just very quickly, I watched in *The Heart of the Sea* because only because Chris Hemsworth was in it. Yeah, and as and, I predicted, and it's just it's a typical Ron Howard film. It's that, so that middle of the road, road. Ron Howardness. <laughs> He's got it down to a down to a T. Nice. <laughs> anyway, good
1: good choices. Yes. Uh, next we'll have Richard. That's alphabetical order. Yeah, no, but, but it's your, all good. Name, your first name is Dave. Yeah, that is fair enough. That is fair enough. Okay, um, well, for best film, I was gonna go with Birdman, which I just absolutely loved, but then it occurred to me it did come out last year, so
0: yeah. even though I, I think I think, you actually did see it last year, too. I I can't remember yeah. but um, last year was
4: twenty
1: fifteen. Oh I'll stop it. Oh. Enough. That's enough with you. Oh, um, be gone. So yeah, so it it would have been Birdman. Um but um Four films actually released in 2015. Um, uh, the one I'm going with is a film called Going Clear, which is a documentary. Uh, it's Going Clear: Scientology in the Prison of Belief. Nice. And yeah, yeah look, it is as happy as up- and uplifting as you would think it is. <laughs> we,
0: well, we actually, we, I reviewed that.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just a harrowing documentary. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, that that's my best film for the year. Uh, my worst film, um, and I just want to say it's not. Because it's the, a, a terrible film or anything, but just because I was so incredibly disappointed in it, um, is actually Spectre. Yeah. Oh, good uh, good call. Yeah, after after multiple films worth of build up to get yeah. to to Blofeld and to Spectre and just to just to deliver such a boring film, so boring. <laughs> I mean, there have been great great Bond films and there have been bad Bond films and laughably bad Bond films, but I've never actually sat in a Bond film checking my watch to see how much time was left I spot, have. On. <laughs> spot on <laughs> uh
0: then we'll go me so, uh-huh. <laughs> uh my best film is the martian Cool. Yeah. Uh, it just, yeah. it's just it's, it's good it's good for, out of every category you know acting special effects directing the whole thing it's just, it was really really cool and i got really involved uh my, my honorable mention is john wick um uh, it's just because I just it's a a callback to sort of classic action films of my childhood, um, <laughs> and uh, I've seen that movie so many times now, it's insane. What are you saying and about like,
4: checking your watch to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I I've, I've go with Crystal on this no, one. No, I really, I really enjoy it. It's, it's very, very well done. Uh, my worst film, um, yeah, I was, I was going to go with Black Hat, um, but uh, because Crystal did, I chose, I chose another one. Now, I, I watch a lot of bad films. Um, this is yes, my favorite category. I just watch. But I intentionally watch films that I know are going to be crap. I mean, when you're watching a film called um, the US, uh, what is it, the Marines versus zombies? You know it's going to be bad, so and then it was. Uh, but there was, the just the pick of the bunch for me is a movie called Gin. Um, It's mainly because it it sounded like it was going to be awesome. I was like, this is a movie about. Um, Arabic mythology, so you know the Jinns and the Afrits and you know all sort of stuff. You know, God created the djinns and before he created man and all sort of stuff. Got really got heavy in the mythology. The special effects were actually decent. I was like, wow, this is actually this might actually turn out to be pretty good. No, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's so laughably bad that I've seen I've seen student productions of better quality than this film. So um, they spent all their money in the first five five-minute special effects sequence. So uh, yeah, Jin, terrible, avoid. Uh, look.
2: Um, my best of is, in fact, a late entry. Um, it's the Lobster, Ooh. Um, with Colin mm. Farrell and Rachel Weisz. Awesome. Um, it's a, a low key, low budget, um, uh, kind of a romance film um, <laughs> with a <laughs> kind with of a heavy dystopian, pitch black sense of humour. Yeah. Um, well worth checking out. Don't go in expecting, you know, uh, extravagant production values or, um, you know, masterful. Um, visual
0: like if, you, if you don't find love you get turned into a creature, yeah? Yep.
2: Yeah. Colin Farrell's doing alright. And, 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 look, it has, it, has, it has its flaws, I'm not yeah. going to deny that, but it, I certainly was um, enchanted by what I was seeing and entertained. Um, but then I like pitch black sense of humour. Um, <laughs> I do have an honourable mention which is Ex Machina. Cool, good um, uh, Again, not without its flaws, but uh-huh. I think it... Um, uh, the point that I trying to make about a human... Um, our interaction is actually quite valid, particularly given um, that the imitation game came out earlier in the year and it's sort of you know the end result of Turing's uh, Turing's test. Yeah, my worst of, and this is the one worst of that I have on this list is um, a film that I found quite objectionable. This is Jurassic world. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I didn't expect much going into this anyway. Mm. Um, but the film the, the, the point where I went, no this is actually quite bad. Is during one of the um one of the dinosaur attacks, where a female character who the has assistant, sort of been yeah. the assistant who, who's just sort of been a side character, and you kind of think she's going to be cannon fodder anyway, um she is attacked by dinosaurs, and but and un- then unnecessarily I felt that we see her being um mauled yeah and I went I don't need to know why I'm seeing this just you know do what you've done in previous Jurassic Park films, you know. Jaws, a cut to another shot. I didn't. I didn't feel it necessary to be shown um, that the extent of that attack, and I mm. turn it from being in a sort of an "eh, this is kind of bad" to "nah, I now object to what I'm seeing."
0: Yeah. I, I said the exact same thing in my review. Mm. It just, it just goes on for too long. It's unnecess- and she's in, she's in abject terror the entire time. It, it's a kids' film yeah, as well. Like, Jurassic, and this it, is unnecessary. And it's we've been shown from
2: the kids' point of view right from the start. Yeah, and I didn't understand why I needed that. Yeah. As an adult watching that, I went, like, "No, this is this is wrong."
0: Yeah. Yes. Especially because I, it directly before that, mm. you see Margarita guy mm. saving his two margaritas. Everybody laughs, mm. and then she gets just annihilated, mm. and it's like, "What? What just happened?" Yeah. The whole tone just shifts. Mm. Yeah, you're right.
3: Yeah, I feel like that movie was way overrated. Like yeah. It, it yeah. wasn't my most hated movie of the year, but uh, I definitely think it was way overrated.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm. And.
3: I think I can pick a. I think I can pick the most disappointing movie for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the Avengers 2. Yeah,
0: I and mean, we Yeah, yeah it's not a
3: terrible movie, but it you know it didn't live up to to what we thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, mm. I'm glad this wasn't uh, Star Wars Seven heavy. <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's only just recently come out, so yeah. it's. Yeah. I was going to I was, gonna, I was gonna put it, going to either going
2: yeah or nay, and you know if you've listened to our previous podcasts, you'll hear what our opinions are. But going a yeah or nay. This close to it being, um, yeah. at least I think is a,
3: yeah. it's too fresh. I'm yeah, brave yeah. enough
0: to do it. I don't care.
3: You, no, you did. No, you good. went no, there. I'm cool. You with went it. There. I'm cool.
0: I'm not saying I disagree. Uh, let's go to book. So best and worst book, and again, Bo.
3: I have not read a single book in 2015. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> did, you, did you listen to
0: any? Uh,
3: no, no, I really haven't this year. I, like I had to, I had to at least listen to one, but. I really can't think of one. Can I? Can I just uh, tell you just
0: a bit, a bit of behind the scenes stuff? Um, the the gift that I, I did get you was actually originally going to be a year subscription to this online audio book service.
3: Yeah, I probably. I think you did. A, I think you made a better choice because I probably wouldn't
0: use it. That's what I was. I was worried you actually would just never use it. <laughs> I book, was like, well, the game I'm at not, least yeah. will look cool. <laughs> I'm
3: looking. I'm looking in the studio right now, and there's a book across from me. And hold on one second, I can tell you about it. All right, so the only book that I've read this year, Vicious Dogs Attack Me in Sleepless Nights of Summer by Scott Schiaffo. Uh, This is a book of poems and prose, um, all written by the Chulies Gum guy from Clerks. uh, (laughs) (laughs) He mailed these these poems to the podcast, and uh, they're all, like, really, really, like, kind of dark in in a way. They're they're mostly about, like... uh, you know, struggling with uh, addiction yeah. and sort of the emotional impact of of living that lifestyle, um, but it's not necessarily condemning it. It's kind of coming from like an earnest, honest place. It's not like yeah. a you know, it's not like a real preachy you know book. But uh, yeah, it's called "Vicious Dogs Attack Me and Sleepless Nights of Summer" by Scott Schiaffo. Yeah.
0: He was Ooh. a good he was a good interview man.
3: He was a nice guy.
0: Yeah, he was good. He was cool. Uh, that was for uh, that was on the Bo Show E C N. So uh, check that. Okay, so... Crystal. Alright. My best book this
4: year was The Shepherd's Crown by Terry Pratchett. Uh, the very last Discworld novel we'll ever get. Um, and it, it was... Uh, part of the We Free Men series, it was sort of like a mini-series set within the Discworld series, started out to be sort of a kids' series, but as a, um the, the female protagonist grew up, um, sort of become more adult. Well, it's adults, as the Discworld novels get. Young
0: yeah, adult. Yeah. Hmm.
4: Yeah. No, um, no, adult. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's quite a poignant novel, um, without spoilers, there's a, is it a beloved character, something happens to one of the beloved characters, and it kind of parallels the end of perhaps... Oh. Terry Pratchett's life, and wow. it's, it's it's a very poignant novel for both those reasons. So
0: rest in peace, Terry.
4: And uh, yeah, it's got. I mean, it wasn't. Apparently, it wasn't entirely finished. But to me, it didn't. I didn't really hmm. pick out any difference with it.
0: It was that so, good that even an incomplete novel is yeah, good. Yeah.
4: So. Um, well, it was complete, but it didn't didn't come. It, it didn't have the the Terry Pratchett polish that yeah. it would normally would have gotten. Um, and my worst book, I'm changing not to worst book, but to my least favourite book of the year, okay. was Stand on Zanzibar by John Brunner. Brunner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, basically, long. for all the reasons that I said in the review yeah, at the review. time. Okay. <laughs> that was that was so good. Yeah. That
1: is <laughs> uh, Richard. Uh, okay, my best book of the year was, uh, The Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick. Cool. Um, it was the only book of the ones we read this year that I had actually read before. But what I love about this book is that each time I've read it, I just, I find new uh, ideas and new elements of the book that I hadn't necessarily picked up on the first time around. Um, and yeah, and I'm really looking forward to seeing this, this TV show they've made yeah, of it. I, I can't even begin to imagine how they've done know. it, but, um, apparently it's good. Yeah, yeah, well people are raving about it and um yeah and I love the book. It's yeah. my favourite Philip K. Dick book, so and people will remember from the review how much I just raved about it. My worst book, once again, not a not a terrible book, but just I was a little disappointed, and that was Eon by yeah. Greg Bear. You um the premise behind the book just had me so excited, like, you know, this alternate reality asteroid thing and I'm like, Wow, this sounds really, really, really exciting and um yeah, and unfortunately it just didn't quite didn't quite do it for me in the end, so You've um, being so very fair about it. Look, look, it was rubbish, Dave. There were good things about it. Like it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a terrible book, and he's not a terrible <laughs> writer, and it's not like Fifty Shades of Grey bad or anything. <laughs> That's like that. No, well, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Um, but you yeah, uh, put a and sentence together at least. I do, <laughs> I do want to chuck in a quick uh, honourable mention for best book as well. Oh, was, okay. um, we did finish. We did read the rest uh, of Foundation. Yep. And uh you can never go wrong with Asimov, and it was great to to return to the foundation world and, and become immersed in it again. Cool. Uh
0: myself, my best book is Ancillary Justice, uh, which I got as a prezi from young Luke and we reviewed on the show. Yep. Um it it just blew me away. Yep. Again, for all the reasons that I said in my review. It is it is it's magnificent stuff. Uh my worst book, not because it's uh it's gen not a terrible book but just because of all the stuff around it. Uh, and that was Go Set a Watchman. It's not it's not bad. <laughs> it's just it's just all the rubbish around it. it. Just it just basically just doesn't need to exist and shouldn't have been it should never have been published. Uh, and I it. look um, My
2: my best book of twenty fifteen is Welcome to Night Vale by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner.
0: Yay! Um, which Link has got me for this Christmas. Yes. Very um, cool.
2: it This is based on their podcast, Welcome to Night Vale, uh-huh. um, which I had not actually listened to before. Not, I knew what it was, but the book came out and sounded interesting, so I read that and loved it, and then have now gone back and I'm 15 episodes into the podcast, which is
0: brilliant. Cool! All right, well, um, that's the to give you a, a preview. For, um, the, that'll be my next... Cool. Yeah, after... After the that's my, that. my next pick. Um, yeah,
2: it's the if you like oddball sensibilities. Basically, it's Douglas. Adam, what if Douglas Adams effectively created Twin Peaks? Um,
0: that's pretty cool, man. And
2: so yeah, no, it quickly became a late, a very late entry, but it quickly became my book of the year. Um, if I have to choose the worst, it would have to be Use of Weapons by Ian e. Banks. Good call. Um, for a lot of the reasons that Richo said about Eon. You know, for the type of book that people rave about, and everyone raves about this being his best culture novel, mm. um, it's actually it actually quite inadequate. Okay. Um,
0: so yeah, it's my worst book of the year. Cool. All right. Uh, best and worst comic, Bo. All right,
3: my uh, my best comic. Well, my best comic that came out in 2015 was uh, the Big Con Job by Boom Studios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I'm in that comic book. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, no, really though. No, uh, my favorite comic of 2015 was probably the wicked, the divine. Um, mm. it's, uh, it's a, one of those, it's like a supernatural story, but it, in the vein of like, uh, um, I'm trying to think of a TV show that kind of is similar. Uh, it's one of those things where like the story kind of builds upon itself, yeah. um, where it's not, you know, just one thing leads to the next thing, that kind of thing. Um it's by uh Kieran Gillen. I don't know how to say that name, but Kieran. it's a guy. It's not a it's not Kieran Gillen. It's Kier- Kieran. Kieron.
1: Something like that. Uh, I think it's just Kieran. Yeah. I've always but just pronounced it Kieran. Yeah.
3: So. Kieran. And uh it's by Image Comics. It's a really great book. Uh as far as my uh most disappointing comic of the year, uh this one's really tough. I'm thinking, you know, every year I talk about how good Saga is, and it's still a pretty good book, but I don't know that this year lived up to uh the previous installments of, of where Saga the standard normally is set. Mm. So it's a great book. Everybody should read it, but uh, this wasn't its best year, I think.
2: No. That was fair? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. As in still Saga's still quite readable. It's, but uh, yeah, but so it's, it it, but it's it lacked the um the pace of where everything, everything in the first couple of years has moved really
0: quickly. It set the bar really high.
2: And it is, slowed itself down yeah, a little bit too much. Exactly. This year. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good book, but it's not living up to itself. Even,
0: even a bad saga issue is better than most yeah. of the crap Marvel's book now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, sorry?
3: I read, I read zero comics from the big two this year. Absolutely zero. I didn't read a single oh, well, Marvel you or single DC. <laughs>
1: Not a bad call. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> not a bad call at all. DZ. I should have said DZ.
0: Crystal? Well,
4: I was going to say I have not read any comics this year, but I have been keeping up with a, a webcomic called Zen Pencils. Oh, cool. Which is uh, created by Gavin Ong-Tan. Um, basically, what he does is he'll grab a, a, p- a piece of text or some words... That have been said by somebody that are in some way inspirational or mean something quite poignant, and he'll create a comic and like a little story out of it but using those words, and they they come out really well. Some of, some better than others, or, you know, obviously, but um, yeah, I really quite enjoy those ones. Yeah. So, awesome! There you go. I do have a comic for this.
1: Hello, I'm very
0: proud, <laughs> uh,
1: Richard. Yeah. Um, I'm finding a bit of a trend when we do these every year now um, that my favourite comic of the year is actually done by Jonathan Hickman, right? Um, well, which was the same it. last year, and um, <laughs> I, I and had he's a chance. Yeah, I had a chance this year to catch up on um, East of West. Awesome, his image oh, series yeah. with um, Nick Dragotta. And uh, my god, it just blew, it absolutely blew me away. Um, <laughs> I could not get enough of this how, series. How far
0: are you in? Are you, are you up to date? Uh,
1: no, not yet. I have four trades. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I just, I, it, it had been recommended to me, and I, I, like I said last year, I had the Manhattan Project, so I, I am a Hickman fan. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I finally had a chance to just track it down, and yeah, I just devoured the series. It is absolutely brilliant, and and I think. Um, I agree with what Bo was saying about Saga. I think Saga kind of petered down a little bit this year, whereas the the last bits of, of East of West that I've read, it's like that book is just building and yeah. building and building at all times.
0: Something's yeah. going to happen, and it's not going to be pretty. And it's not going to be pretty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, East of West is a fa- is a really fast fast read because everything just builds off of itself yeah so much. yeah. You keep you just keep reading yeah
1: yeah. No, don't don't worry. I'm not going to be letting this book go now. Yeah. And it's pretty. And it's very pretty. Yeah, Nick Dragotta's artwork is fantastic. Um, and, um, yeah, actually, I, I didn't have a worse comic, but one has actually now occurred to me. Earlier this year, we had the end of uh, the uh, Brian Azzarello-Cliff Chang run on Wonder Woman. Yeah. Which I was really enjoyed. Like, I was a fan of this take on the character. It was completely different to anything I'd read before. And then, one month after, I dropped the book. Yeah. The David Finch... David and... Is it Mary Finch? Yeah oh my god, it's like the book has just taken a nosedive. It's terrible. <laughs> um, and um, Yes, yeah, so I have to say, I have to say, as far as just one issue just killing a series for me, yeah, that worst, worst comic of the year. <laughs> yep,
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, okay, mine, uh, best comics. Despite trashing Marvel just uh, five minutes earlier, <laughs> uh, my, my best book is actually a Marvel book, and it's uh, Ms. Marvel. Um, I've, I mentioned it last year, and it just it yeah. just continues to be awesome. It's um, an all ages book. It is actually all ages, but still has some, you know, some very good, you know, morals and um, I mean, oh, it's it's well written enough to actually have, you know, moralistic stories, you know, that sort of that teach you about the world yeah. and about interacting with people and and acceptance and and you know, tolerance, and, and it actually is enjoyable to read as well. It's not just a sermon. Yeah. Um, I, just, I think uh, Kamala is an an excellent character and. Yeah. In addition to the Marvel Universe, yeah, and, yeah. agreed. And it's it's never been bad. It is it's a must read for everybody. Mm. Uh, my honorable mention is um, Magneto. Uh, although it ended it ended poorly, I think, but only mainly because of the terrible Secret Wars tie-in bullshit that I had to do. Um, but <laughs> up until that point, uh it was just great stuff. As how Magneto should be. Um, I highly recommend you it, it, you read that run, which has now ended because. <laughs> because of the secret world crap. Um, yeah,
1: it wasn't selling <laughs> enough and that to cancel to release more Deadpool books.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's great stuff. Uh my worst comic uh is um I don't know their precise titles because I mean I, I basically I've I've given up on them a And it's it's mainly because of uh of there's a reason why. So my worst my worst comics are DC's uh world's finest Earth 2 related titles. Mm-hmm. Um and it's mainly because I'm just so tired of DC's Making everything grim and gritty attitude mm. that they've got, and yeah. this this to me is the real damn shame of what they've done. I mean, it works. Ba- Batman's grim and gritty works, but World's Finest and Earth Two are meant to be uplifting. You know, we've come out of mm. you know World War Two, and then say, yeah. hurrah for heroes and the Golden yeah. Age and all that sort of stuff. And it's just death and destruction mm. every single yeah. issue, and I'm just I'm just so tired. Of it. I'm just yep. so tired mm. of seeing these characters, these beloved happy-go-lucky yeah. characters being bastards. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you, I, you get no argument from me. I, that I,
1: the golden age of DC is, like, my favourite part of the DC universe, yeah. along with the new gods, Yeah, you know, and, yeah, it's like, and I'm just not going to get that anymore at all. No, it's <laughs> so. never going to
2: happen. I dropped this book quite quickly. I dropped Earth mm. to society quite quickly because, like, for the very reason that you said, it's dark, it's gritty, um, I don't need yet another book focusing on a Batman of some description. I'm not reading this book for Batman. I'm reading it for Alan Scott, Jay yeah. Garrick. Yeah. All
0: those characters. And they totally destroyed the character of Huntress. Mm. Like, just just annihilated her. Mm. So I just, you know, I'm just... I'm, no, never. Yeah. Uh, look.
2: Um, okay, my pick of the year is, in fact, a reprint, um, but it's the first um, English translation of this particular work. It's called The Eternaut. Oh, nice. Um, yes. And forgive me, I actually can't remember the creator's names. Right. But there is some backstory, which is that the... The writer of um, the Eternal um, was, uh, you know, he was writing in Argentina during the fifties, during the um, the time of uh, Juan Peron and, you know, Evita, dictatorship, and Uh, the dictatorship, uh, which lasted for you know several decades, Um, and he eventually later after this, he later wrote um, a biography of Che Guevara, which um, a lot of people uh, believe led to him being um, taken and disappeared, and his fate. We we'll, everyone just accepts that he's probably been murdered, but his fate has never actually been um, officially um, declassified. Wow! Yeah. Um, and the Eternal is a science fiction comic strip. It um it deals with um humanity on its last legs in the event of an alien invasion, yeah. having to actually band together in an attempt to overcome increasingly overwhelming odds, but with the outset that they are actually not going to succeed. Right. It's a very well done um, comic, very beautifully illustrated, uh, very poignant. It's got a main character in it, Juan Salva, who, is who, who isn't the who every man. He doesn't have all the answers. He's not even the most capable man in on humanity's side. A lot of the other people around him are actually quite smart and quite intelligent. He's sort of left to his own devices, but he's got to cope with the effects of what's going on. Um, so that's my pick of the year. Hmm. Um, like I said, done in the 50s, but... Um it was the first Phantographics did the first English language official mm. English language translation of it this year.
1: So just to let you know the author's name is Hector Osterheld. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the artist is Francisco Solano Lopez. And uh yeah, I I gotta agree. I So I was gonna learn to read Spanish just to read this book. But fortunately they did a translation of it. Lucky so, for you. Yeah.
2: Fortunate <laughs> for me. Um and honorable uh, mentions. The Omega Men... The new Mega Man by um,
0: Tom King, done by DC, which is... Um, is this th- your honourable mentions for The Good Ones? Yeah, for The Good yeah, Ones. Yeah, okay, cool. Because um, I, I was like, this can't be your worst done?" Mega no. Man, surely. Mega no, Man, um, yeah. awesome. you <laughs> know,
2: getting back to what you were saying about Grim and Gritty, this is how Grim and Gritty works. Yeah. Um, because it's dealing with that grey line between... Um, freedom fighter and terrorism
0: yeah
2: and I think i'm not i'm not anti grim and greedy no no i'm not anti but this is what i'm saying you know it, it for a you know a space opera this yeah. is when it you know which is meant to be bright meant co- to be yeah. bright and colorful you know this actually it, the grim and gritty aspect works because yeah. it's dealing with a, a moral gray area around terrorism and um, freedom fighting yeah um, so that's my first one and the other one is unbeatable squirrel girl because like miss marvel it is an all-ages book that works and is very very funny
0: Awesome. You che- um, cheated with his second information there, but I still love you. So that's not, okay. Um,
2: my worst off Batman. And that's saying something. Wow. Um, it is terrible. You all uh, listen, long time listeners will know my absolute affinity for The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, and that I have suffered through, you know, some good times, but also some woefully inadequate times as well. And this year I dropped Batman. Holy crap. Um, yeah. Because the end times un, are un, nice. un,
1: unprecedented, <laughs>
2: um, because I do not agree with the direction that they took, yeah, at all. Um, I like Jim Gordon as a character, but I don't feel that just shoving him into you know, bad armor is a particularly interesting direction to go in, yeah, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: with and that it did, and it played out. So, yeah, Batman is my worst pick of 2015. If yeah, it had been one issue, saying? I would have been fine
0: with it, mm. just one issue.
2: Yeah, like a, just, a, know, a
1: future's end issue or something. They well, they, you know,
0: when Bats they, is out of action or something. Like Jim Gordon Batman. That. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't. yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. I keep thinking of the episode of the 60s Batman where <laughs> yeah. Alfred has to dress up as Batman <laughs> and, and pretend to be Batman Imagine for Imagine that
0: Jim Gordon is Batman. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. And that worked. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to Best and Worst TV, starting with Bo. All right, Best and Worst, you know, this is my category. This is my yeah.
3: favorite category. <laughs> Uh, I want to say, I want to throw in honorable mention. Uh, So The Leftovers, uh, season two was in 2015, and they've announced the season three, but it's going to be their last season. Uh, Really good show by Damon Lindelof, Um, but uh, not my top pick. Not my top pick, though. Okay. My top pick is probably Mr. Robot, which uh, is, you know... Maybe not the best show of 2015, but this was its premiere season. And as far as first seasons go, it was a really good first season. It's it's yeah. kind of tricky sometimes to do a good first season. Um, and Mr. Robot is, uh, let's see, I described it the other day as, it's if Peter Parker was a computer hacker in the movie Fight Club, and he turned that into a TV show, that, <laughs> that is Mr. Robot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a must-watch. That's awesome.
3: And it is a really it is a really cool show. I like the premise of it. I get into the whole hacking thing like I love all that, and the thing I like about this show is it's not it's not Hollywood hackers. I mean it, you have to suspend disbelief a lot of what they do uh It seems like they could have gotten caught, but as David has mentioned in our review, um, that's also kind of part of the plot of the show, so it works out but it's uh you know it's not made up of oh, I've got a back door and then you're just typing and typing and typing and it just doesn't seem to make any sense. The stuff, you know, they use Metasploit, they use, like, the things that they, that they talk about on the show are, like, actual tools uh, that hackers would use in real life. So, like, yeah. it's a really believable, really believable show, um, even though it is somewhat far-fetched. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a great show. Um, let's see. It was written by Sam Ismail, Ismail? Yeah. which I don't know what else he's done, but this show is great, and I can't wait to see season two. My most disappointing television show of 2015, hands down, you know, like easily, easily the most disappointing show of 2015 to me. For me, was True Detective season two. Um, True Detective yeah. had such a great season in season one, but I think that I think that season two has proven that it was it was the acting and not the writing because uh, season two is just it, it is just hard to follow. Plot-wise, the acting is is just completely bland in most cases, and it, you 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 can't watch it and follow why the characters are making some of the decisions they're making. Yeah. it just it is just not it, it is not a very good show. And I think and I, and I think it's a real shame because season one was so good. But I really I really think that if we were to go back and rewatch season one after seeing season two, we would realize that it was it was the acting that made it so good, and and the writing was probably just as bad on season one and we just it was just so overacted we never noticed it that's interesting. um but right, they, totally just, they're you. still doing season three and you know maybe maybe it'll redeem itself but
0: yeah yeah mm. I totally totally agree um because of yours i'm actually i'm going to change my on mention but anyway next is uh, Crystal. Yeah, that's that's interesting
4: i i i did like the season first season much better, um but yeah, it'd be interesting to actually go back and rewatch it and see if that's the case, yeah yeah, yeah, um, I totally agree anyway, on to mine uh, I don't think it actually premiered in twenty fifteen but uh my favorite show of the year was Orphan black, at least the first two seasons mm-hmm. season three kind of lost it, sort of once you get over the novelty of they're all clones and um how many different characters you can play the, the storyline takes a bit of a weird turn, it just sort of loses your interest, but that first season and probably about mid to two-thirds of the way, season two, mm. very engrossing, and um, t- t- Titania? Titania? Titania. Yeah. Titania. Yeah, she's just Tatiana, sorry. She's just probably my favourite actress of 2015. Yeah. We didn't put that category in there but I'm yeah. just inserting it in there now. i <laughs> okay. brilliant. Um, well, my worst TV, my my most disappointing episode of television for the whole year is the Dust Monster episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't. I love Doctor Who, but um, this season uh, there's a lot of story times that made sorry story sorry story lines that made me think, really. <laughs> I mean that happens to me in Doctor Who sometimes, but anyway. But this one, more so than usual, it, it's it sort of got better toward the end. Yeah. But um, this one in particular, I just could not get past the dust monsters. It was like, Yeah dust monsters made out of the sleep mm. in your eyes,
2: and it's a story that's an episode that doesn't have an end. Yeah, you know they just sort of go. They get told they're going to the planet to warn them, but yeah. you don't actually see that's. You know, that's I think you're supposed
4: little... to get it, but it's just it's too vague.
2: and yeah. it's, and and that's Doctor Who actually works when. Yeah. You, you, it needs a sort of a cleaner end. That's the, yeah. you know what it's all about, effectively. Probably probably I quite should have, like... probably should
0: have thrown a spoiler alert is this, this revealing what they made out of there. Uh, yeah, well, it's such a bad deal. episode, yeah. it doesn't it's really matter. Deal, I think. <laughs> uh, it is utter rubbish. Watch, watch the rest of I it. I couldn't believe it. I actually got up and walked away. <laughs> yeah.
4: um, I, mean, I enjoyed Peter Capaldi's performance in that oh, episode. It awesome. he was he's great. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the story was just just too too far-fetched for me, even for Doctor Who. yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you can accept a regenerating time travelling guy. But not the fact that they've got giant apartments yes, in the York. Yes, David,
4: and even if they have aliens in a crime drama.
1: <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh it was a bit of an in-joke. I apologise. Uh Richard. Okay. Um yeah, my my best of the year actually was a clear standout for me this year, which was awesome. Um and that's Daredevil. Like Awesome. Daredevil just... It blew me away. First of all, it washed away the taint yeah, of the Ben Affleck... Yeah, i uh, changing my honourable mention again. <laughs> yeah, it washed away the taint of uh, the Daredevil movies from the past, and... I watched that last week. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he basically it's, assaults her. Like, he stalks her yep. to, the, to the play yard, yep. and then assaults her. No one That's actually right. tries to beat him up. Yeah. He deserves it. He's a creep. Well, this, look, sorry, this, sorry about that. Everything that was, everything that was done wrong... In that movie, yeah. was done right in this TV series, exactly. and and they managed to they managed to do it in a way that incorporated it into the Marvel universe, so that it still fits, but is its own thing. It has its own atmosphere, um, and redeemed, in, absolutely <laughs> redeemed. But it. also, also a special mention has to go to Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah, as the Kingpin. Um, the minute that he is standing in the gallery talking to Vanessa about that painting. Suddenly I'd lost all interest in Daredevil. It was like, I, just these two people mm. discussing a painting has enthralled me. And it, it was that kind of show. It was, the casting was perfect. It was beautifully written. It was brilliantly filmed. It had taken that film style from True Detective Season 1, where you shoot a TV show like it's a movie. Mm and uh yeah absolutely blew me away and in in a year when we just when we've just there is an absolute renaissance of like superhero tv for us to watch of mm. all different types this was the absolute standout for me cool um
4: gotta love vincent d'onofrio in anything yeah
1: absolutely yeah. but just i mean what just what what a perfect casting choice yep. um and we were actually talking about it off air a little bit earlier and i completely forgot about it. so this is my worst tv show of the year
0: Oh, I, I, I... There's probably hundreds. There's, there was a lot. There okay, was a, a okay. lot of good TV. Don't get started. <laughs>
1: right, okay, right, I'll, give, I'll give an honourable mention to... Um, actually, to Daredevil's follow-up, to Jessica Jones, yeah, okay. which was also absolutely blew me away, but Daredevil just ha- has the edge on it, I think. But I'm, I'm loving these shows. I'm even excited to see Luke Cage in a TV series, and I actually never liked Luke Cage's character at all. So, yeah. Um, but worst TV show of the year. Um, this year, Australia got... Its version of Gogglebox. <laughs> <laughs> right, I checked. It actually started in February of this year, and it's like, why would anybody want to sit around watching people sitting around watching TV? I just, I do not get. It's like, it's did like, you give it? A, did you give it a go, or did you just hate no,
4: the entire No, I saw, apprentice?
1: I saw a few minutes of it, and I just didn't get it <laughs>
4: enough to see it. In enough, your brain. Enough,
1: for me to, enough for me to think. Well, this is it. This is what... The point that society has reached now is that people actually want to watch this. So... And it to me. It brought a tear to, to my eye that, that that's where we've come to. Because um, so, I was thinking, remember the, the Ben Elton book we read? Yes. It's like... It's, where, yep. where everybody's watching their neighbours and things like that. Yep. I'm like, yep, that's it. This is, this is, <laughs> this is where pass. society
2: is now. <laughs> You're like the old man in the shack in The Fourth Hitchhiker's guy who removes himself from humanity because there are instructions... Howdy's a toothpick on the packet of a tooth. Of exactly a right. Toothpick. Exactly right. This
1: is—it's a sad day for society when Gogglebox is not only on television but has now been renewed for its second season.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, on to myself. Uh, my best TV, um, as has just been mentioned, was Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, it just—it looks Luke look often says it, it wasn't perfect. I think it was actually probably you know two or three episodes too long, but a little bit of extra padding but the, the performances were magnificent and and uh i think it trumped daredevil in just how much i, I just i enjoyed it more yeah. but so close yeah um, i think daredevil yeah. was was better shot uh but yeah. jessica joe just uh, just blew me away it's just yeah. i mean a strong a strong female character that wasn't as strong because she was physically strong although she was but also just you know just the events that surrounded her and how she reacted to them—it's yeah. just—it was—it was adult superheroes doing adult things and mm. it's reacting in adult ways. It was, it was magnificent stuff, um, and uh, you know, finally, we got to see that sort of stuff. And just, uh, just harrowing to watch. Yeah, my we mention is changed multiple times there because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to you know, do the same sort of things other people sort said. So I'll, I'll probably do go uh, Fargo season two.
4: Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it, okay then. It's <laughs> it is, it's it's got it's got some of the weirdest. It's the weirdest plot lines, but uh, it's, it all works. It's Fargo. If if, yeah. not,
2: if the plot line's not weird, it's then there's
0: something. Well, wrong. I think I it crosses maybe a little bit more out of Fargo territory, more to Twin Peaks territory. But um, I've got but, no uh, problem with yeah, that. Yeah, but uh, but that's right. I have no problem with that. It was uh, it was so well done that uh, mm. I was cool with it.
2: That, that, I must admit that and Mr. Robot are ones that I'm actually looking forward to.
0: Yeah, my original one of the was going to be Mr. Robot. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, but there you go. That's, so that's my best. And yeah, and yeah. This is not really an honorable mention, but it's just been an excellent year for television. Mm-hmm. Uh, my worst TV, yeah, I mean, I guess it's following on from uh Richard. I mean, not sort of Gogglebox specifically, but just all reality TV. I just don't, I just, mm. I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. I mean, we watched, there's an ad playing at the moment for Australia's version of uh, My Kitchen Rules. And oh, Jessica one when I, I just, I face. just don't understand why people want to watch this crap. I just don't get it. So I, I guess that, that's where it goes. <laughs> There's actually
4: some I don't mind. I don't mind that Gordon Ramsay show. I didn't like. I didn't but, used but to like him, but I, I quite like how he turns these restaurants around. But that's yeah, also
2: about seeing, you know, the absolute abuse that he. Throws at people. No, no, no! It? It's not not, the, no, not right. that it, sort no, of show. No, I, I know what you're talking about because yeah, I actually yeah. used to watch Kitchen Nightmares as well.
4: Yeah, and yeah it's a, yeah. He he grabs a yeah. A, this one's the hotel one. A, fail, a failing hotel only he mm. helps turn him around. Mm. It does. There is a bit of f bombs thrown around as well, but yeah.
0: Well, he's Gordon Ramsay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he can't but help but I mean, It's made me
4: change my opinion of Gordon Ramsay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: he swore once on uh, the the children's version of uh, Master Chef, <laughs> and the kid was like. <laughs> just looking at just horror on their face it was pretty funny anyway uh, moving on to Luke um, my um,
2: best pick of the year um, is the final season of Justified cool
0: um, so it is the final season
2: yeah the final season and trust me the last episode leaves you in no doubt as to you know this right. is the end of the story okay. um, that's not giving things away it, mm. you know it actually ends in a quite a satisfying resolution but this is effectively if you've been watching this all you know the f- five seasons previously. This is effectively Boyd versus Raylan. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's actually quite touching the, um, the final moments, um, and you know just caps off what has actually been quite a remarkable, um, a remarkable show. My honorable mention. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to say it anyway. Season seven of Parks and Recreation. <laughs> because I don't, I can't foresee, given the high level of quality that has been seasons one to six.
3: What if
0: it's bad?
2: I don't think so.
0: The return of uh, Arrested Development it wasn't very good. This Season. wasn't the really but
2: this yeah. was. This was actually them going, yeah. Let's sort of wrap this up now.
0: Okay.
2: Um, yeah. And I can't imagine. I can't imagine them dropping the ball. Yeah. In the, to the extent where I go, no, this is awful and I can't watch it anymore. I uh, don't know. Orphan Black. See, I, I didn't it. mind Orphan Black, and I thought Orphan Black had some really good moments, like Helena taking on the guy in the final episode. Yeah, I haven't seen the final episode because we. Got tired yeah, of he
0: it. Gave up <laughs> up through. Um, the talking scorpion, man. <laughs> it's like, come on! I haven't seen scorpion. Um, no, the oh, the talking, talking scorpion. all a of black, not the show scorpion, which um, is trash. Moving on. And my,
2: like, my, my worst off, like um, Dave. Any any form of reality television. I'm going to rephrase that. Any form of television that's really on the commercial channels here. <laughs> Because the scripted enough. stuff, the scripted Which stuff, is I don't watch. Basically,
4: fifty yeah. percent reality TV, fifty percent Big Bang Theory.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> and it is. Big Bang Theory's taken a bit of a nosedive. It's it oh, yeah. a
0: massive nosedive.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I agree fully with what Dave's saying there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any basically any reality television, but really anything on the commercial channels. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, and some Simpsons chucked in. <laughs>
2: I've,
0: I haven't watched the Simpsons regularly yeah, in about fifteen years, so. I just I mean reality television where people are mean to each other. I just don't. I just don't understand the entertainment. <laughs> yeah, no, there is
4: some good re- reality TV out there, but yeah. I, I am with you with that. That. Sort of, it's re- ratings grabbing. Let's put the people being mean to each other on the TV sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, and the bitchiness, like the Bachelorette and stuff. And yeah, you know, it's like, ah, oh, I just got to... I don't have time for that crap. Just... It's the soap <laughs> opera element. That's what people respond to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's move on to best song slash album and back the number. All right,
3: best song. <clears throat> I don't have a best song, uh, but I can say album. Uh, Lomo Prieta just came out with a new album called uh, Self Portrait. And uh, it's a really good CD. It's actually been out for a few months, but I just heard of it uh, just a few days ago. So uh, Loma Prieta is a uh, they're they're a band that's hard to hard to put into a genre, but I guess you would say they're kind of a you know melodic post hardcore you know punk rock kind of thing. And uh, their new CD it just kind of follows in the same vein of, of their previous uh, CD, um, and uh, it's really really good stuff. You know my kind of my kind of angry yelling music is, is kind
0: of. <laughs> <what laughs> you're uh, such a the, chill dude. Why do you keep listening to all this angry yelling stuff?
3: That's
4: where it's all
0: out,
3: man. I know that's That's your that's uh, your outlet. It is. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that's okay. what keeps me chill. Yeah. Right. Uh, Say, so if I listen to Taylor Swift all, Swift all day, I'd be a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get to buy it, uh, Best of.
3: <laughs> probably the worst uh, the worst album of, of the year. It actually came out at the end of 2014. But I didn't pick it up until this year and that's uh Childish Gambino's most recent album, which um you guys would know Childish Gambino from uh he is the scientist in the Martian, the like young guy that like lives in that like messy room or whatever. No. Oh, uh, yeah. well that guy actually is a is a rapper. Um, mm. but oh, his latest C D is, is really not that really not that great. No. Oh.
2: Yeah, he came in, actually he actually came into a bit of um a bit of flack over here because he was meant to do a full set in Sydney, I believe, and he actually didn't complete. And I forget the reason because he actually had a reason. Why, I think it might have been something as mundane as just being ill, but he actually didn't complete yeah. his um, his contract and he got um, criticised for it hmm. um, here. Can't um,
4: help it if you're ill.
0: Yeah, if guys, ill. What can you do? No, I, I, like I, said, I can't remember the reason, but I do remember that he was. Um, Although Fergie peed her pants on stage and still continued the show. That's probably part of the show. Dedication. Probably part of
2: the show. But yeah, so if you, yeah, I can understand what you are talking about. I find him funny on Community, but yeah.
3: Yeah, I think he should stick to his acting career. I mean, I, the problem yeah. with him with him trying to be a rapper is that uh, you can't... Whenever you listen to music, you want to try to relate to the person, especially, especially with rap. Uh, people that listen to that want to try to relate to the person, and it's just hard to relate to, you know, a legacy child actor that you know has more. His songs are even written about how he has more money than than he knows what to do with, and it's just hard to relate to that, you know. And there's some yeah. people out there that like it. I mean, that's why he's somewhat successful, but he should stick to acting. He should stick to doing that. He should be the next Miles Morales, but he should leave the he should leave the rapping to to somebody else.
4: Yeah, he'd be good, Miles Morales.
0: He's a little old now. Hmm. That doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't they matter. can make him look young. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> That's a Hollywood. few years ago, I would have said yes, no doubt about it, but now he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he might be at the end, of that, at the end of that
3: leash, yeah.
0: There are plenty of other good, young, African-American actors that we don't have to use double Um Uh Jaden Smith. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just said
4: that to see the look on your face. <laughs> what
0: are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Next
0: time we got Crystal.
4: Okay. Um, my favourite song oh, that came out in 2015 is a song called Big Decisions by My Morning Jacket. I like, uh, I've liked My Morning Jacket ever since I heard a song of theirs called Where to Begin that was on the Elizabeth Town. Soundtrack. Not a great movie, but I like the music so much. I bought mm. the soundtrack. And that's where I discovered this band. And um yeah, Big Decisions is, is quite a I was gonna say quite a catchy tune, but that makes me sound really old, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and
0: the fact that you just did that <laughs> <Yeah>. thing
4: there. <laughs> Top of the charts with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me yeah. spin this one up for you. Um it's from an album called The Waterfall. Um and my Close runner up would be a song called "Why Would I Now" by the Decemberists. So I am not actually exactly sure if that came out last year, but it's a song that I've just sort of noticed last year. And, um, yeah, I quite like that. Um, and I, I haven't got a worse song okay. or album, um, but I, I have heard a lot of bad stuff because they play commercial radio at the gym. Hmm. But nothing that's sort of really stuck in my head that you know I want to rip my ears off. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: no song has ever made me want to rip my ears off. do oh, oh, no. uh, I've, I've heard some bad Pushed stuff Pushed the little uh, daisies
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah that's pretty that's, close that's I pretty blocked close. that out of my head thanks Crystal
0: okay. sorry uh, Richard
1: how bizarre <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just just don't keep that up do not keep that yeah, up yeah please stop
1: um, okay um, my favourite song of the year um, is a song called Black Star which is David Bowie's New song. The album hasn't actually come out yet, but he released the song in November. And Bowie is like, like my absolute favorite solo performer. Like I absolutely love the guy. So my worst song of the year. I want to first of all, I want to give an honourable mention mm. uh, uh, to a song actually that came out I think 2013, but I have been fortunate enough not to hear it until this year. Um, and that was uh, One Direction's cover version of uh, Blondie's One Way or Another. <laughs> A song that One Direction should just not be allowed to go near. And also, they seem to have turned it into this upbeat, you know, boppy, tempo-y song, but it's about a woman that's kind of crazily stalking a guy. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, One Direction, yay. Good one, fellas. Um, but, but, I mean, I, and, it, you know, for a while I thought, no, nah, music doesn't get worse than that. Um but then I heard, uh, it was actually a song released in 2014, but once again I'd been able to avoid it until this year, I heard um, Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh my god, this song is just, it's abysmal. It is abysmal, it is, it is everything that is wrong with music. It's only the worst song though, Dave. But look, I've, I've, I'll be honest. I've never heard a Nicki Minaj song before in my life. <laughs> really, You've until managed to avoid every single Nicki Minaj song until this one. Until this one. Until it's, Anaconda. you listen to Dirty Ho. Dirty Ho. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, <laughs> great. All right, Dirty Ho. It's yeah. even worse. I, I can't imagine that that's possible. No, like, it's, the, it's bar, true. The, the bar has been set the so solo. low by Anaconda. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my, just, my, just my, my
0: worst song i was going to be every single Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'll give you an idea. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you 100%.
1: Yeah, look, I've, I've managed to avoid a lot of people like Nicki Minaj. Yeah. You know, Um and you know, like I, I couldn't tell you the name of a single Miley Cyrus song or you know, but yeah, this Anaconda. She didn't name a
0: single Miley Cyrus
1: song. No. Oh no no, she did have a song called Wrecking Ball. Wrecking Ball. <laughs> I, 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 haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard the song. Oh, okay. Don't know anything about it, but I do know she had a song called that because Bruce Springsteen had a song and album come out around the same time right. of the same name. So Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? yeah <laughs> really really good. So Yeah, so um yeah, so Nicki Minaj, well done. Anaconda.
0: Okay, uh, with my one now, yeah, I'm uh, I'm sort of well known for my poor taste in music. It's uh, it's been one of those sort of things where I've been uh, picked on throughout my childhood.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've, I've picked on uh, yeah. Dave a lot. One of these people of, in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> so, over the years for. And sometimes so, it's, it's
0: been justified. Yeah, let, let's, <laughs> call,
1: let's call them questionable choices. Questionable in music. choices.
0: I mean, uh, when you announce to your to your group of friends that uh, you like the song "Shy Guy."
1: Yeah, okay. That that was you're a, pretty much asking for it. That was a that was a, a bad yeah moment it was, for but, us. Uh, that that was all, almost friendship ending, but we got through <laughs> it in the end. <laughs> Followed on from that tradition of bad songs, uh, my best, both
0: all well, my favourite songs of the year. Uh, both of them actually came out um, 2014, but I didn't hear them until 2015. Uh, I'll go. I'll do my uh, my favourite. My actually favourite song was "Is This How You Feel" by the Preachers, which I actually think is kind of respectable. It's, it's a nice little uh, you know boppy tune. Uh, by an Australian band, Australia's Own, The Preachers. Sure. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but my uh, honorable mention is uh, "One Last Time" by Ariana Grande. Now, hopefully, Bo doesn't uh, disown me for for saying that. But uh, Ariana Grande, I can't stand her as a person. She's just a, a bad person. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. She's just not a very nice person. Um, but uh, this song, I don't know what it is about it. I can't under- I don't understand it. The first time I heard it, I actually listened to it on repeat. My entire journey home from work, and that's a good hour, and it's just insane. I don't know why. No, I mean, no, it no, good.
1: that's not insane. Yeah. You're insane. It was,
0: it was, it was just weird. It's, it's not even that good a song, but I, I don't know what it is about it, but it just it's stuck in my brain. Um, I love it a lot. Uh, my worst uh, song, uh, I've, I've picked these two songs. Um, mainly more because of the message behind them than the actual tunes themselves. Although the tunes are bad, uh, but the actual message. Uh so I'll do my honor mention first, which was uh, Dear Future Husband by Megan Trainer. Um which is you know Megan Trainer, you'll know her from that all about that bass song. Yeah. No
1: treble. No treble, um, no treble.
0: Terrible song. I mean it's 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 essentially skinny shaming and everybody seems to accept it because, you know, everybody's so used to, you know, the fat shaming. But you know, skinny Shaman Obviously, it's it's okay. I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it. It's a terrible song. Uh, the the message behind this song is all about her talking about her you know future husband and the fact that she's always going to be right and she he should just accept it and you know if he treats her well enough she may let him you know love her and I don't know. It's weird. It's a terrible song. Uh, but following that sort of theme, uh, my the worst song is uh, again. It's another 2014 song. Uh, I think I think it came out in 2014, but I heard it in 2015. Um, And that is Smartphones by by Trey Soms. Um, I'm not making that up, that is his name. Um, Now, uh, not only is it just a terrible song, it's that sort of that that, what people call R&B these days. Yeah. But it's not R&B. It's just that auto-tuned rubbish It has uh,
1: neither rhythm nor blues. (laughs) Exactly, it has
0: neither of those things. Uh, uh, But uh, anyway, so I've never heard this guy before, and and hopefully never hear from him again. Uh, Smartstones. The story, the story behind this song is essentially this guy is cheating on his girlfriend. Uh, He accidentally pocket dials his girlfriend, and she then, of course, then listens to the what the the shenanigans going on, Um, and then he realizes that he's accidentally pocket dials her, and then thinks, you know, what am I going to do about this situation? And Instead of thinking, you know, oh well, I should fess up and you know and profess my undying love and and uh, admit to my mistake. No, he's just going to lie straight to her face, and that's exactly what she, what he does when she confronts him uh, with the the facts. He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. You're obviously you're crazy. You didn't you didn't hear what you clearly heard, and uh, and she accepts it and they go on. And he goes on with his cheating ways. Now this song aff- offends me, and uh, only is it a bad song, but it's also it's. The fact that this message is being put out there to to young men that it's acceptable to a cheat on your girl and b treat her so badly that you then tell her that she's wrong when she's clearly right uh it just it it just it drives me mad I just can't stand it I'm not saying I'm a perfect person <laughs> but I've never cheated and uh, I just find the whole thing just abhorrent uh but anyway on that <laughs> that soapbox <laughs> <laughs> passing across the look um okay
2: so I've sort of split mine into best song or favourite song favourite album yep. um, my favourite song is um, Vanger Blonde by um, Burn Antares um, that's a run, cool name man Burn Antares they're, um, they're an Australian band um and the song is sort of got a bit of a rhythm and, as in old fashioned rhythm and blues, <laughs> real rhythm and blues as in we're talking you know 50s and 40s and 50s, yeah, a bit of a jazzy funk feel, and it's effectively that with a bit of Walk on the Wild side by Lou Reed. Um, cool in terms of the actual song itself. Um, and my album of the year is um, A Currency of Man by Melody Gardo, um, who's sort of shifting away from uh, sort of the more uh, jazz oriented stylings of her previous albums into a little, putting a bit of funk and a bit of soul into um. Into this one as well, but I think it's a, a top-notch album. Um, awesome, just very talented girl. She yeah. is, and even the album "The Ab- Absence," which isn't particularly strong, is still you know quite listenable. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. um, she hasn't quite matched her first album yet, but you know, Currency Man does a pretty good job. Um, my worst song of the year—I can't tell you the name of the guy or even the name of the song. Hmm. Um, but this guy was this guy's song was played on Jimmy Fallon. That, that's how bad this is. It got played on Jimmy Fallon. He was quite ready to tumble, but as he always does with this sort of stuff. Yeah. They started to play the song, and he just went nah. So with this guy, it was
0: live on Fallon. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't live. It was just it was that thing where he pulls out his MacBook and he's playing the song. The music. Yeah, like he's playing. Yeah. You know, he shows yeah. what
2: the album cover is. Yeah, and the song is playing overhead. He says, "Like, right, take a listen to this." The song starts to play and it's so bad that he has to go, no, nah, go stop, this is pretty bad, and starts making fun of it. That is brilliant um, because he usually just sucks up everyone. He, he everyone's usually ass. just goes, yes, no, this is great, this is great this stuff. This is awesome. This is awesome, it's brilliant, yeah. even though quite clean not it, it can be often. Yeah. Um, but um, the song starts off with him, this guy, making a dedication to, you know, all the ladies out there who like um, cinema, um, <laughs> who like to go to the movies, um, and it sounds pretty bad. yeah. He went on ABC Breakfast the next day,
0: right?
2: Because for some reason they must have been like low on content, yeah. know, as ABC Breakfast quite often is, um, just to talk about. It and they thought, thought, oh, you would be lighthearted, fun. The guy was hopeless. That is just brilliant. unable. i got to look this up. Unable to articulate himself um, in because he's a Melbourne-based guy. Unable to articulate. Is he Australian? Um, no, he's actually uh, African by descent. Right. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's based in Melbourne. Um well, that makes you a Australian. Mm. <laughs> if you live in this country, you're Australian. Yeah, I'm not saying... That, that, as right. in, you know. that um, is hilarious. But yeah, it, just awful, awful. So if you uh, know, what, know what I'm talking about here, um, please write in <laughs> yeah. so that we can um, <laughs> just, we can actually lambast this guy on a more public forum <laughs> and say this guy is <laughs> I feel bad for the guy.
0: At least he's not singing about cheating on his woman. I Are mean, we we'll talking about the, the ladies who'd like to go to the cinema? We'll listen to the song. Then watch his interview. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll listen to this. <laughs> best and worst events.
4: Okay. I, I, I thought about a best event for this year, but the one that popped in my head is one that's sort of a, maybe not the best event that happened to me personally this year, but it, that sort of one that stuck in my head. I had to say it. Tony Abbott lost his job. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's mean, man. Oh, yeah.
4: I, I was so relieved when our. When the Prime Minister Tony Abbott lost his job because I thought, well, finally this man is going to stop embarrassing us. Yeah. No. And then a few months later, he made, or a few weeks later, I think even, he made a, a speech in um, overseas in Europe or in England about stopping the refugees. I thought, I thought this man was finished embarrassing yeah. us. Well, please, a please and... stop talking. <laughs> stop. <laughs>
1: talking you so right look, look uh, take, take comfort in the knowledge that at least he's not actually making policy anymore for our country that's <laughs> it. I, I
4: was I was so pleased when he lost the job and I, I wasn't sure how well the new Prime Minister Malcolm Turner would do but I thought at least he won't be embarrassing yeah <laughs> he seems to be a bit of a statesman um, and the worst event for 2015 uh, Paris. Uh, um, there was a lot of flack on Facebook when people put the Paris flag on their pictures and things, going, "Well, this happened as well, and that happened as well," and um, expressing your support for the people of Paris doesn't necessarily mean you don't care about any of other horrible events that also happened at that time. Yeah, it just means you're supporting those people, um, and and I think the Paris one really hit home for me because it just seemed like. I can just picture it just an ordinary day, uh, especially at the rock concert. Yeah. You don't expect people to burst into a rock concert and just start slaughtering everybody. I haven't felt that bad about something happening since 9-11 because it just, its I mean, we have horrors that happen in the world every day all over the world and, and most of them probably in the Middle East at the moment. But it seems so far removed, and it doesn't mean it's any less horrible or it's terrible. But it seems so far removed from my everyday life, whereas um, these places are very similar to my everyday life, and it's just that's just, it's just what makes it so horrifying and brings it home. So yeah, Paris for me is my worst event to this year. Uh,
0: wow, well, okay, good. Cool. Oh. Well. One's nowhere near as serious, and now, sorry to now, end, now I
3: feel bad. Sorry to, end, sorry to end
4: on a downer. We should, probably,
3: we should do events first. <laughs> uh, so uh, Bo. Uh, yes, yeah, so my best event of the year was going to be in the documentary in New Jersey. Um, the 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 documentary thing's going to be cool, but uh, taking that trip and you know going on that journey with uh, my two my two co-hosts uh, for ECN Radio was just, uh, it was just an experience in itself, you know, we we had zero downtime, and such a, like, specific plan, I mean, we had to, you know, fly and land just in time to catch a train, just in time to get to the interview, and do the interview, uh, with with just the right amount of time to catch the opposite train back, and then catch the opposite plane back, so, I mean, it was just, <laughs> it, was, it was just a huge 18-hour, you know, long event with no rest, uh, but, At the same time, it was it was it was fun doing it with those guys, and you know seeing everything kind of come together from you know having you know zero plans and zero money to you know raising the money and putting together this crazy plan, and and literally it felt like in an afternoon we had been in New Jersey and 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 back again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I recommend everybody check out the uh, ECN episode uh, that details the the odyssey. This is like the the my my favorite bit was the uh, the airport. Which was basically just a, sh- a hut in a field. Oh
3: yeah, the airport in Trenton, New Jersey is yeah. is is teeny tiny. It, it looks <laughs> it is it's smaller than the building I'm in right now. It's just it's so little.
5: Yeah.
3: Uh, whenever we landed, I really, you know, I thought we were going to land like in in a city, so it would be easy to get around. I just you know catch a cab or find out where the subway is. We landed like in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere. There's some drunk lady trying to pick the three of us up and go to Philadelphia with her. And um, it was just it it was just at that moment, all our plans had kind of gone to crap. And we were like, well, what do we do now?
4: (laughs) Go to Philadelphia, of course. Of course.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's some alternate reality somewhere where we did go with that woman to Philadelphia.
0: (laughs) And now you're stuck in a basement somewhere. Yep. Uh, it's but but I mean no, without talking down the I mean the trip was uh was an event but also the fact that you're actually going to be in a documentary man it's pretty sweet.
3: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be sweet. It, uh, I, you know I don't know what to think. I, I'm wondering if I'm going to have an IMDb credit after this.
0: Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> you do. That's pretty sweet, man. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the documentary is uh, what's a podcast, and uh, you can check it out online. And uh, is it's, it's probably I think it's still doing fundraising and stuff. So yeah.
3: Yeah, they're still way early in, in development. I don't even know if it's going to be 2016 when it comes out. It might be
0: 2017. Right. Uh, do you have a worst event?
3: Uh, worst event, you know, would probably be the Paris, be the Paris attacks. I don't know what I could say that Crystal hasn't already said. Um, but uh, it was, it was like, uh, like she said, stuff like that happens every day. But it, we, we're so far removed and disconnected from it. And this, this was something that felt, you know, felt real and felt at home. And that was kind of the scariest—the scariest thing about it. Um, if I were going for a, a like a light-hearted uh, one, I would say the what was it—the blue and black or white and gold dress. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the it was worst event of 2015. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: Richard, okay, um. <laughs> dress, <laughs> The dress. <laughs> Um okay the the best of it for me um I you know listeners will know that I love new discoveries especially new discoveries in astronomy and especially new discoveries that just re redefine what we know about the universe and the big one from this year for me was the discovery of water on Mars mm. and the implications that this discovery has for for everything for the for, for the the idea of the possibility of life outside you know beyond Earth, and not just in the far reaches of the galaxy or anything like that, but the very next major celestial body to us, um, and it's it's kind of been sort of forgotten a bit by now. But the the implications of this are enormous, and mm. I remember I remember reading about this and keeping track of it and going onto NASA's website and everything, and just just being stunned by this discovery. So yeah, just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I cannot wait to see where that, that story goes and what more they discover as they as they sort of research this more and look into it a lot more. But yeah, water on Mars, just just brilliant. <laughs> um
0: yeah, but you've, you've seen that movie there. You know what, what happens with the water. Yeah, the look, Mars. I do know what's
1: going to happen with the water, but it's still.
0: It's not good there. Yeah, <laughs> but it'd still be cool. It was know, so. <laughs> will it? Will it? <laughs> yeah. That's a terrible movie.
1: Um, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that actually reminds me, and I want to put
4: a runner up to my best event, would be. Uh, I hope I'm not preempting to you. No, please, please. Um, go. Pluto. The, about it. the the um the, the Im- after such a long journey the images finally came back from Pluto. We now have yeah, yeah. gone from knowing practically oh, nothing about Pluto to knowing yeah. a zillions more, of information. Like yeah,
0: there's the a love hard on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, look, absolutely, there is just we're we're at a state a point now in the history of humanity where we just information is coming to us so quickly about the universe and about our solar system and. And it's brilliant. It's really, really amazing. Um, and I just cannot wait to see what comes next. Okay, the worst event of the year, it has to be the Syrian crisis. Hmm. The the mass movement of people, the likes of which, you know, hasn't been seen at least since World War II. It's just been harrowing to just follow that story and see the images that are coming through every day and the the politicizing of it. The shutting off of borders the you know political shots that people are taking against one another rather than going hang on a second there's a real serious problem here, and we need to do something about it yeah it's 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 been sad it's been frustrating it's been horrifying um and i just i do want to give an honorable mention in relation to that to an offshoot of that and to what's happened in Paris and the, the lint attacks that happened in uh, last year is that what we've seen in Australia and i'm sure this is happening around the world. But what we've seen in Australia is the rise of race hate groups again. Mm. The worst one has been Reclaim Australia. Yeah. Um, and their their offshoot group, uh, the United Patriots Front or whatever they're called, this is not what our world is meant to be. And yes, there are extremists out there and the extremists are doing terrible things. But you don't then become an extremist and attack anybody that you want to because of that. Mm. And to me, I'm just you know at the same time as i'm talking about all these wonderful things we're discovering at the universe about the universe we're also seeing the absolute worst of humanity and we're seeing it in australia and that disgusts me
0: Mm. very cool all right uh my best event. um i mean i'm with you i mean i'm glad richard mentioned the the mars thing that was it's bloody awesome uh but my best event uh, is more of a sort of a personal thing uh our um and sort of centered around the show sort of uh our special guests for the year um jazz twemlow actually having jazz here in our lounge room you know <laughs> doing the show with us and uh he was a cool dude um and uh dr lanley's two appearances on the show he was he was really cool um and uh, you know the interviews that i got i got to speak to people asmund gold um you know asmund gold keith keith and bianca from uh, the um, wormwood film yep. um keith you know was bloody awesome um i, I talked to him again in a heartbeat and bianca was just was sweet and and awesome as well so yeah so yeah so it's it's more you know sort of personal stuff a bit uh just i mean just the it's the fact that the show gives me the opportunity to get to talk to these sort of people and stuff like that it uh is really cool and and the the fact that it you know i get to you know spend time with you guys and and all that sort of stuff so yeah so personal sort of stuff Aww. um and of course there were events around the world of course that were also awesome as well. But uh yeah, yeah you guys have already mentioned those, so that's fine. Uh my worst events, um, yeah, I mean, again, uh, without trying to go into the downbeat bit, I just uh I'm gonna go with um ISIL. Uh I refuse to call them Isis, uh, because mm. I'm a big fan of mythology. <laughs> I don't know what the, the name ruined. Uh but it's, so so it's a so late. ISIL, um just everything that they stand for is uh is abhorrent and uh you know, I mean, it, it ranges. It ranges from the destruction of archaeological, you know, sites that are now gone forever, um, all the way up to their just disgusting human rights abuses. Uh, yeah, they're I mean, they're a disgrace, and I, I, don't, I see no way out of how to sort of handle them. I mean, I'm no no politician. I just I don't really see a sort of way to stop it from happening. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I guess it ties into into Richard's thing. I mean, it's as disgusting as they are. You can't you can't uh condemn an entire race of uh, race of people. Is it race, right? Religion. religion. Religion of people, yeah, religion of people because of it. But anyway, I mean ISIL is just an absolute disgrace. Um and uh for me, uh the passing of Leonard Nimoy. Um we do uh you know, sort of you know, rest in peace pieces on the on the show, uh, every now and again when somebody uh, who means something to us has passed on. Um but I mean Leonard Nimoy, I mean I I never met the man, um but everything i've 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 seen and read uh just shows me the the caliber of person that, that he was and and he's uh, he was one of the the few times when a celebrity's passing has actually affected me deeply it was a, I, I didn't i just didn't realize just how major a part of my life he was until the inevitable happened uh, so um I'm glad that he's no longer in pain but uh it really it really upset me um, that he passed on and the, the, the fact that I never actually got to meet him was uh, was, a, was a damn shame so uh, yeah when I need more rest in peace Luke um, okay my event my you know
2: positive event of the year was having to comfort um, a work colleague who had worked herself up into such a state as to what order to show her son the entire Star Wars saga <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you're laughing about this she had worked as, it, it was one of those things that she was just so confused and it took about a good 20 to 30 minutes of actually talking to her to basically say, go with these ones, before she finally calmed down and relaxed. Uh, So that's a uh, a memory that I've got. What was the result? Basically, we just said, go with the classic trilogy. And ignore the prequels. In, in, in we justified it in that there's a new film coming out yeah, and that you don't need to see the prequel trilogy to understand the
0: new film, the new film. Right.
2: Um, but okay. you know because she wanted to show her, her children and her son she's not a fan of it herself yeah. but she wanted to show her son and right. her son loved it and how old are the, the children? Uh, we're talking 10 and under yeah because you may not want to show episode 3 to yeah. very young children no yeah. um, but you know, you know she'd worked so into because she'd read up, yeah. up on all lines on all the orders in which you can watch yeah the saga, and she That's was fair. a little. Um, so four, five, six, distra- and then go to the cinemas and see yeah. them. Yeah, so we just went Makes classic trilogy because there's a new one coming out, and those are the ones you need to see yeah. to understand the new tr- the new one. Yeah. yeah, with the worst one, um, I hear everything, and I agree with everything that everyone said. Um, with all the, you are all correct. Paris was an abomination, and I all link. Paris was an abomination and should never have happened, and it's a tragedy that it did. And the you know. What's going on with ISIL and what's going on with things like real climate Australia, we are seeing the worst in humanity instead of humanity rising to overcome its differences. Um, I'm going to step back away from that and make it sort of a bit more geek-related. But but mine's more the lack of reaction um, on the part of fans to episode nine of Game of Thrones, given their reaction to um, what happens in episode five of Game of Thrones. Um, mm. To clarify, there is um, and spoilers if you haven't seen season five of Game of Thrones. Um just don't
0: mention the specifics. He's going
2: to have to. He's I mean, going to have, have to, to yeah. Just clarify on my statement, i spoilers.
0: spoilers, 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 spoilers. Uh, turn okay. off now. Right. <laughs> um, don't
2: turn off. <laughs> just skip ahead. Skip ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is um, uh, a nasty rape scene that happens in episode five yeah. to one of the characters. Yeah. Um, that's that's bacon. Yep. Yeah. And um, naturally, people were quite distraught and upset and the ratings plummeted. which I can. That's, that's what they should completely understand. Why they would react in the way that they did. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, and, you know, I actually say, yeah, well done for feeling that, you know, you needed to express that. Um, But then Mm. later in episode eight, in episode nine, sorry, um, we see um, the daughter of one of the characters who is, what, 10, 11 years old. Um, She is, in my opinion, murdered for the betterment, murdered by her father for the betterment of his own. Prospects, yeah, and mm-hmm. there was no reaction to that whatsoever. Yeah, mm. um, that's that. That's my issue. That you know, understandably, people reacted the way they did to episode five, but no reaction whatsoever. In I wouldn't say ra- no
0: reaction. No,
2: but the ratings, the, the ratings, yeah, the ratings actually went up.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Well, that's that's. Uh, uh, well, to make up for the, uh, the the sadness of the best and worst worst of events, uh, we'll finish on a high note with a a super special treat. You want to tell them all about it, Kristen? Well, as has been tradition for the past few
4: years, I've put together a little clip of uh, our best of moments, our most, the moments I found most hilarious. And I've been super selective this year, so it's a short one, but quality. It's, it's uh, short but sweet. Yes, very, very sweet. <laughs> um, there's a few special guest voices you'll hear in there. Um, Greg Bo Watson, Jazz Twemlow, Dr. Travis Langley and Pete Nicholas.
0: Sure. Eat the heat. But the only other voices are us, the crew. The original flavor and the new flavor. Right. <laughs> Enjoy, and we'll come back for our goodbyes.
3: Four, four out of five Lukes, maybe five. Man, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Five out of five Lukes. Wow. Yeah. What's a Luke? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, okay,
2: I don't I don't know, darkness. The darkness yeah. yeah. The Re-Darkness of or
3: can yeah.
2: his wrath? Or how can't <laughs> get his wrath back? Or um, how <laughs> can't get
0: his. <laughs> Stand on Zanzibar by John Bruna. Brunner. Brunner? I pronounce it Brunner. Yeah, you pronounce it Brunner? Yeah. I said
1: Blade Brunner. I'm sorry, did you say Blade Brunner? Yeah. Blade Brunner. If he's little, say you, Blade Brunner. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kneel before me, you mule and Quim. <laughs>
3: Hot Pursuit and the D Train. I don't know. Giggity, you know what I mean? The D Train! All aboard. (laughs) Brave Town, Prego Land. What? Prego
0: Land! All aboard the D Train to Prego Land.
2: (laughs) First law of nerd culturalytics. The critic is always right. Law 2. See Law 1. Law 3. The first two laws still apply.
1: I would have thought that the first law would be Luke is always right. I am the critic. No, you're the world's harshest critic. We're all critics. Law Zero. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the harshest critic. He'll be known as the critic
0: in these laws. <laughs> um, he also appeared in the uh, Abominable Dr. Fives. Abominable. 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 Yeah, like as Snowman. In <laughs>
5: You Put the wrong yeah. emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but, well, because you, you just said that awesome joke, I, I'm not going to correct myself. I'll keep that in. But yes, yeah, so the abdominal. <laughs> <undomitable>. Abominable. Abominable.
4: <laughs> the abdominal.
0: No, the the, the abdominal. <laughs> he's,
2: he's got awesome abs. <laughs> We're going on a quest there. Thank you. Where are we going? Then? What's this quest? Where are we going? We're, it's like about a piece
3: of jewellery. You've met the internet. I have.
0: I have. We've uh, we bumped into into each other in a dark alley once, and uh, it didn't end well. It didn't end well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the internet shot some people. You really like. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Decency and honesty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, if Doogie
3: Hauser could be a doctor. Well, that's exactly it.
0: Exactly right. Exactly. He's the Doogie Hauser of our generation. No. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, Doogie Howser is our Doogie Hauser. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, moving on. Moving on
5: quickly.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He can summon Chi. Cheese? Chi. <laughs> oh, not cheese. <laughs> cheese. Cheese eyes. <laughs> Good yeah. choice. Cool. And the fact that you gave a choice because of weapons of choice. Was a choice?
1: <laughs> watch me swim, watch me swim, I'm gonna breathe with <laughs> some little creatures from the black look. <laughs> Sorry.
3: Someone's trying to get them to build them homes there. Sorry, some homeless guy was peeking on the door, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> that was actually, like, kind of scary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who won't be not begging today? <laughs> Not escaping. <laughs> no, <laughs> <any other one. laughs> not bagging. I'm always I, bagging. Cool. <laughs> I just remember, like, when you used to play Halo. Yeah. And you would, like, teabag people after <laughs> you killed them. I've never teabagged anybody, Dave. I've been there playing <laughs> Halo and you teabagged me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Halo, dude. So, I, so, I just, I, you make me laugh, dude. So you could watch a, no, no, a crime drama that, uh, that involves po- possibly involves aliens. But uh, <laughs> superhero, superhero girls that uh, live in big apartments, no. <laughs> That's it for episode 176. Thank you very much for joining us and partaking of our best and worst of 2015. It was a good year. A fine vintage. It was a good year. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. (laughs) It depends on the definition of good. It had some good things. (laughs) It had some good things.
1: So that's it for me and the crew. Richard? Well, I'm the best thing and the worst thing of 2015,
0: so... That's so true. Yeah.
2: (laughs)
1: Luke?
0: I
2: put emphasis for him on the blast bit. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal? It
3: was a
1: year. It It was. It was 365 days worth. Yeah
3: and Bo in 2016 do you think Kendall Jenner has to get two Mother's Day gifts now
0: <laughs> now there, there you no. are
1: asking the big <laughs> questions <mate>.
0: that's uh, <laughs> ending, ending on a controversial note I like it that's how we roll <laughs> bye bye
1: you've been
4: listening to NCP thank you for being a part of our crew if you would like to support the show you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.